Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Vegan Sexy Cool Podcast. I am Jackie Reed. You know what I realized? I am not spending enough time on this podcast talking to you guys about how you can go vegan. Like what's, what are the steps, right? Because it's not easy. I was talking to a girlfriend of mine about this who is interested in eating more plant-based food. Um, and she, she, we were talking about how hard it is, but she was like, I really realized in this time of COVID-19 that I really need to make a change for my health. And, um, and so we were having the conversation and I shared with her how in the beginning, even though I went, you know, 100% and I didn't gradually go vegan, even though I had been thinking about it for a while, I just jumped in, you know, in January, you know, two and a half years ago. And it was just like, we're doing this, but it wasn't easy for me in the beginning. Um, I, I have to say, I, I knew my why, right? I knew why I wanted to do it um, because I didn't want to pe- be a part of animal cruelty anymore. And so I had my, my uh, motivation. That kept me from cheating. That kept me from you know, going backwards. And um, it made it easier for me to stay focused and stay motivated. But it wasn't all just, you know, a piece of cake. It wasn't just easy. There were days when I would say, I would just be standing in my kitchen or in my apartment in New York City and just saying to myself, I don't, I don't know what to eat. I don't know what I want to eat. There is a relearning of, for your brain about how we eat, what we go to. Like right now, if I was like, you know, I'm hungry. I want something for lunch. There's so many things that I can think of in my brain that are plant-based and things that I have in my kitchen. I don't have to go to the store to get any, anything because I've been doing this long enough. But in the beginning, it was hard. I found myself going to the grocery store more because I was like, oh, wait a minute, I need this, I need that, I forgot to get this. It, it's, it's such a relearning. So I want to make sure that I help you because ultimately that's the goal is to help people on this journey to eating plant-based. I want everybody to eat vegan, you know, I, and, I, and I, I'm not shy about that and I don't try to hide that. That is, that is what I want, but I also, you know, want to help you along the way. So I'm create, I've, I've created a Facebook page. It is called the Vegan Sexy Cool Squad. And that is you, that is me, that is anybody out there who is thinking about going vegan, has been trying it, but not doing a great job. They're early in it. They've been doing it for five years, 10 years, you know, 20 years. It's for everybody that's somewhere on this vegan journey. And it's a place where we will have a community to share information. You can share how you're doing. You can talk about what you need. Um, You know, we'll share recipes. I'll have experts come on um, the Facebook group page and, um, you know, talk about, you know, products out there that you should be trying, recipes out there that you should be trying, what you should be thinking about when it comes to your nutrition, um, how to get the best nutritional value out of your meals. I, there's so many great products and ingredients that I have discovered since becoming vegan, like farro, which is a very common grain. I had never tried it before, not knowingly. Now it is one of my favorite things. Um, chickpeas, 
did not like chickpeas before I became vegan, but now I prepare them in so many different ways. They are actually one of my favorite foods. Um, so it's about that, but it's about doing it together. I said Facebook page. It's a Facebook group. It's called the Vegan Sexy Cool Squad, and that's who we are. And I want you to join up um, with the squad again, no matter where you are, and let's communicate. You know, let's do this together. Also, on this episode, I'm so excited to have this guest with me today. Her name is Melissa Butler, and she created something called the Lip Bar. Hello hugely successful company. Melissa, who I know, she is my sorority sister, um, but I've known her for a long time. She started this business in her kitchen making lipsticks. She didn't go to school for this. She learned in her kitchen because there was something missing for African-American women she felt in the beauty space. And so she wanted to create that. And she did. So She's going to talk about her black list of ingredients, ingredients, you know, because her product is, you know, it's all organic, it's toxin free. Um, and so she's going to talk about the list of ingredients that she does not have in her products. And then also she's going to talk about why she's not testing on animals because the lip bar, which is why it's being featured here today, one of my favorite brands, does not have vegan ingredients and also does not test on animals. So it is vegan and cruelty-free. And she's also going to talk about something new that the, that the lip bar has started, and that is customizing a makeup palette just for you. So once they evaluate what your skin type is, what your skin tone is, they can tell you what foundation to use, you know, what contour to use, what eyeshadow you use, what lipsticks to use just for you. So we're going to talk about all of that with Melissa Butler in just a bit. So let's get to it. My guest today is Melissa Butler, founder and CEO of the Lip Bar Makeup Line. Now, this vegan, cruelty-free company started in Melissa's kitchen in New York City and now has grown into a huge success on sale everywhere online, just about, and in Target stores across the country. The company even has a flagship store in Detroit. And I feel like this is only the beginning. Please welcome Melissa Butler to the Vegan Sexy Cool podcast. Hi, Melissa. Thank you so much for having me. First of all, I love the name Vegan Sexy Cool. Like it's just, it's so dope. It just, it just works. It's intuitive. Like it makes me feel like sexy, cool, and like like all right. the things. I love it. Right? It's like vegan, ve you know, vegan things and products can be everything. It doesn't have to be just some yeah. corny, you know, which is what everybody thinks is this corny, like walk around barefoot, <laughs> you know. Yes. Granola girl. Granola you know, girl. It's funny that you it. say that because when we first launched, um, and we, I launched the lip bar in 2012, like you said, making lipstick in my kitchen. And I remember having to explain to people like, you know, the products are good. People would say, well, if it's vegan, it's not going to work. You know, there's this, there's this understanding that if it's good for you, if it's, if it's sugar free, if it's fat free, if it's, um, gluten-free if it's vegan that it's just going to be bad and we see that in food but also we, we saw that playing out in beauty and i'm really excited that the makeup industry 
industry has and also has started to evolve where people know that just because it's vegan or cruelty free or healthy, that it can still be good. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Just not only in food, you know, people are so intimidated by the word vegan. Um, they think that it's just not going to be as good as what they're used to or it just can't be that good. But that's just not true. And that is the goal here at, at uh, Vegan Sexy Cool is to dispel, you know, myths like that. So I'm glad that the lip bar exists. But I have to ask you, you know, I have on um, my lip, wait, where's my, I have on my lip bar lipstick as the girls do on uh, social media. Yes. <laughs> I love the colors. They're so vibrant. I love the makeup. Um, and before we get into what you have available, because now you're doing so many other things beyond lipstick, but I want to ask you what went into, and forgive the cough drop, I feel like I have something coming on. And so I'm, you know, in defense mode with my hot, you know, yes. herbs, Eastern medicine tea and cough drops around the clock. But anyway, so with you, what went into your decision? Because I, how hard was it to make that decision given, um, you know, I, I guess resources and such, making the decision to be um, vegan and cruelty free? Like, would it have been you know, easier to just, you know, test on animals and to have all kinds of products that come from animals? Yeah, like, yes and no. So to be completely, Completely honest, when I think about just the beauty industry, the food industry, um, you know, the body care and hair care industries, it's pure laziness that we're not doing things that are better for humans and better for the environment. Yeah. It's not that much more difficult. It might be a little bit more expensive, but it's just a matter of like taking a stance and truly believing in something and going after it and saying like, no, actually, I don't want beeswax. No, I actually don't want carmine, which is a beautiful red dye that comes from crushed beetles, yeah. which is in a lot of, of lipsticks, actually. Yeah. Um, so it wasn't more, the, the difficulty really came into like, into play when I was working with suppliers and manufacturers and really letting them know like, hey, I have a blacklist. I have ingredients that I do not allow to be in my products because I know that we don't need to test on animals in order to, to have a viable product. Like yeah. you're going to learn so much more from testing on humans who can actually raise their hand and say, Hey, something is wrong. Hey, this went, this went wrong when I use this product. A mouse isn't going to tell you that, you know what I'm saying? So I think um, my decision was actually very easy because I, I'm an animal lover. Like I am one of those people who just believe that, you know, all beings on the planet are sentient and, you know, I am not, I'm not more important than, than that mouse. I'm not more important than that dog. I'm not more important than the elephant. And so I think that when I thought about the idea of testing on animals, it was like, who, who do I think I am? Do I think that I am, you know, a step above these other animals like no we're, we're all the same and we're all sharing this planet in the same way and I just I just wanted to be courteous <laughs> yeah I love that and I love that you talk about that openly um often when you speak about your products something else that I think was very important is very important to you um is avoiding all the toxins that goes into so many of the makeup brands that we use, the products that we use. Um, why was it important for you? And I want people who may not be that familiar with how dangerous these products can be um, to know why you decided to avoid toxins in your ingredients. 
Yeah. So again, when I think about just like, especially this country in, in the last like 50 years, so many people are, are dying of cancers. Um, even right now in, in the wake of um, COVID-19, a lot of people whose immune systems are compromised are, are really, um, if they get infected, they have a higher risk of not being able to recover from it. And then when you actually think about it, it's like, these immunocompromised people oftentimes it's coming from food mm -hmm. and it's because we don't know what we're putting into our body we don't know what we're putting on our body and i've always thought of food as medicine like use your food as medicine and you're, you're like health as well and i've always believed that i stopped eating beef and pork when i was 12 years old mm. i stopped eating chicken and turkey maybe 12 years ago um and i've i've just always thought about it kind of like okay well why do we have to buy organic? Like, what is, what is non-organic? Like, what is that going to do for me? And then after years of just researching and, and understanding, like, how the sugar consumption in, in this country has skyrocketed, how the meat consumption in this country has skyrocketed, but also the health concerns have skyrocketed. Like, it's those things that I thought about that I said, oh, no, well, why would I create a makeup product that also um, contributes to, to, to these health concerns. Like lead has been known to cause cancer. And it's, it's one of those things where, you know, 60 years ago when they were producing buildings, right? Like they didn't know that asbestos caused cancer. Right. They didn't know that this, this very like gluey um, thing that laid down these tile floors and a lot of these older beautiful buildings had asbestos. They didn't know, but yeah. now we know better. So it's like, when you know better, you do better. And so that was just kind of my approach. Like, you know, we don't, we don't have to use animal products. We don't have to use toxic ingredients because why, like why, um, why choose to do something that we know is going to harm people and harm myself? Like I only wear lip bar products. So I want to wear something that I can be proud of. So that means that everything is going to be super inclusive like we make products for every single skin tone yeah. we make sure that our our campaign imagery showcases every single um skin tone and every age every shape every yeah. size every complexion every hair texture because it's like i see beauty in everything and i think that that transcends from the mountains to the water you know to the cows and to the humans and to our complexions and our hair textures and so if i really believe that in my heart then it's like, I need to exemplify that in everything that I do at the Lip Bar. And honestly, that's what I try to do every day. Yeah, I love um, your marketing. I love the diversity. I love the vibrancy. It's just so well done. With you, you know, I, I was holding up my lipstick earlier. Um, I love your, your lipsticks. But now you branched out. You're doing some other things. Tell us what's new for those who may not know. Um, from the lip bar, yeah. lip bar, you think lipstick, but now you're doing much more. Right. Which was actually kind of tough because for years I felt like I couldn't expand. I oh. felt like I couldn't produce more products because we were called the lip bar. So it's like, Oh, you're the lip bar. So you have to stick with lip. And yes. I was like in this little bitty box for mm -hmm. such a long time, kind of, kind of afraid, afraid to expand, not knowing if people would accept it. And then finally I was like, you know what? My customers are asking for more and the lip bar customer, she's not a makeup artist. She's right. not, a, she's not a makeup girl. She likes beauty. She likes looking good. She's health conscious. She values her money. She values her time. Like my customer is not 
you know, watching YouTube videos for an hour trying to get the look. So our core customer group is between the ages of 25 and 47. Mm -hmm. And so with that being said, like, like, for the most part, that is an established woman who has stuff to do. And I was like, okay, well, I need to make, when I expand, I want to expand thoughtfully. And I don't want to just like produce another product. I want to produce a product that's actually going to solve another problem. So mm-hmm. when we first launched, it was all about like, how do we make makeup um, more inclusive? And how do we bring diversity into the beauty industry? And with our most recent expansion, I was like, okay, the beauty industry is, is, is diverse now and it's expansive. But now there's another issue that people are buying all these products and they don't know how to use them or they're, they're buying products and, and trying to transform into a look that looks nothing like them. And I was like, no, makeup has gotten too intimidating. It's gotten too complicated. And so we launched a makeup system. Actually, it's kind of like the proactive of makeup. Mm -hmm. So it's the concept is six products, seven minutes, your entire face. Um, yeah. And it's, I'm sorry. One. (laughs) Yes. Yes. It's called fast face. And so six products, seven minutes, your whole face. And you don't have to think about it. Once, once we know your complexion, we recommend all of the other products. So you don't have to think about, Oh, what works for my complexion? What blush should I wear? What lip color should I wear? Like, no, we, we thought about it, girl. That's brilliant. That really is brilliant because for those of us, and I'm included, even though I am on television and I'm around makeup folks a lot, you know, when it comes to me at home or me in a store, you know, I can be at a, at a Target or in a department store and you can get overwhelmed with trying oh, to figure out, you know, what you need. If you're trying to figure out, okay, what kind of blush do I get? What kind of, you know, foundation, what kind of, you know, uh, lipstick, a, a lip liner, you know, all kinds of stuff. It can be it's too much. Over, it's too much. So to know that there's a system where you can say, this is my complexion. And you're saying by this, 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 this. Yep. We, like, we literally packaged it together. So for instance, like the face palette, the face palette is one, it's one product, but it has your blush in it, your highlighter, your um, contour powder and your face powder. So typically those are four different things that you're carrying around. No, it's all in one. So you don't have to haul around a bunch of stuff. Like we need to be light so we can move, so we can think, so that we can free up our space. Like you don't need to carry, you know, a a makeup bag that's as big as a suitcase. No. Especially if you're not a makeup artist. Hello. That's kind of what, what started this. Like I was a lot of speaking engagements and, and panels, right? And I'm traveling a lot. And I'm having to hire a makeup artist in all these different cities. And my makeup was always looking different. I didn't know if I was going to like it. I didn't know if I was going to look like myself. Yeah. I was like, I'm in, I'm in the beauty industry. This is ridiculous. Like I should be able to like do my makeup, but I was intimidated. I was intimidated doing my own makeup. Like that's crazy. Like it's my face. I shouldn't be intimidated. But like you said, the products made it overwhelming. And so we launched fast face. I love that. That is, you are always thinking outside the box. I love that. And you really self-taught when it comes to this. You didn't go to cosmetology school or you're not a chemist, you know, but you no. were doing all this in your kitchen, right? How did you yeah. learn how to do this? Well, yeah, self, self-taught essentially. I, I think that you can learn to do anything when you're driven yeah. and when you're passionate about something. And when I started the Lit Bar, I was incredibly passionate about 
changing the way people thought about beauty. Like in 2011, everybody was trying to get a certain look. Right. Everybody was trying to get the Kim K look. And like, she's a beautiful woman, but like everybody doesn't look like her right. and you shouldn't try to look like her. And I was like, why, why are we being forced to get inside of this tiny beauty box? Like, why don't we believe in ourselves and, and beauty should be fun and beauty should be authentic. And, and so those thoughts drove me to like just doing a lot of research. So I started reading books on cosmetic chemistry. I started buying all sorts of ingredients. I started re actually reading the ingredients on the, the products that I was using and figuring out, well, what does this do? And where, where does this come from? Yeah. Um, and yeah, I don't think I slept for six months and I'm not promoting that because that is not healthy, but <laughs> I was, I was just really driven and excited. I was working a full-time job. I used to work on wall street and I would come home and just like work at it because I was like, you know what? I'm going to figure this out. I'm going to crack this code. I want, I want little girls growing up believing that they are enough and they don't, they don't have to become someone else to be accepted. So it was, it was that that drove me to figuring it out. I love that. I love that. And from your kitchen to Target, oh my goodness, how does it feel to be in Target stores, which is huge, um, across the country? I know. Honestly, it still freaks me out, honestly. <laughs> um, when I go into the stores and I see, because it's my face as our display, and I'm yeah. like, this is crazy. <laughs> um, but... It's amazing. Like, I don't think it hit me until um, my niece called me and she told me that she was dressing up as me for Black History Month. And wow. yes. And a part of her like board that they had to put together, it was a picture of my Target display. And I was like, oh my God, like this, this is representation. So outside of just like representation within the beauty industry, but like representation in business and just like this understanding of like everything that you do, somebody is watching like, and you know this, you've been in TV for years. Mm -hmm. So it's like people are watching and they're looking to you for inspiration. And, and I think that's, that's the best part of this. Just understanding that me launching in a, a huge retailer like Target, it, it gave a lot of people hope that they could do it too. It definitely did. And I love that because you, Melissa, I'm sure there was a moment where you had a choice. You could have gone high end. You could have been, you know, exclusive to Saks or exclusive to Neiman's. Why was it important for you to make this available to everyone? Yeah, because um, our packaging is really cute. <laughs> it, is. it is. Our packaging is like some of the cutest packaging on the market. But I was like, I want this to be affordable because I want it to be accessible. Um, I don't think that similar to food, I don't think that you should have to pay a premium to get something that's going to be high quality and that isn't going to kill you. Right. You know, I was like, I want this to be something that's not just for, for the privileged population. I want it to be high quality. I want it to be um, high performance. And also, I want, I want everybody to be able to experience this because why not? Yeah. Yeah. I love that. So I got to ask you, as a very successful businesswoman, how has this uh, COVID-19 pandemic impacted you um, with the lip bar business? Honestly, in, in good and bad ways, and maybe not even bad ways, but I've learned from it. So like we, like you mentioned earlier, we have a flagship store downtown Detroit, which is now closed. Um, we're in Target stores and 
I think they actually just created a law in some states where you can only shop at those essential businesses for essential items, you know, mm -hmm. and, you know, makeup isn't necessarily deemed, um, deemed as an essential item. And so we've seen our, our revenue channels go from three to one, you know, mm -hmm. so we still have our .com and we're still shipping from the lip .com. but you know, target sales have completely slowed and our, and our store, you know, for all, all intents and purposes doesn't exist right now. Yeah. So we've had to pivot our conversation and, and pivot the way we think about revenue so that we make sure that we're still in business on the other side of this. Um, on the flip side, it's been fun to interact more with our customers mm -hmm. and to talk about, you know, how makeup is a self-esteem booster. You know, mm -hmm. it's, it's no question that if you look good, you're going to feel good and then you're going to do good. It's like if you wake up in the morning and you work out, or you wake up in the morning and you meditate, you feel more refreshed to keep doing other positive things and makeup can absolutely have that impact. So having those conversations and checking in with our customers and just having honest conversations with our customers has been really exciting for us. Um, and then for me, like I've been able to slow down because yeah, I'm always, right? always traveling. I'm yeah. always meeting after meeting, after meeting, after meeting. And even though this is like a surreal situation that we're all in, like I, I've actually found peace in it. So I'm really grateful for it. And I think that I hope that humanity will be a little bit better afterwards. I hope so too. I too have found peace in it. I found a way to slow down. You know, you come from that New York pace. I'm in that New York pace. And you know, a lot of people have that hustle on and it is nonstop sun up to sundown 24 seven, you're working or networking. And um, it's good to have this time. You know, I, I hate that this is happening to, you know, us around the world, but it's good to have time to just kind of self care a bit, which I think is so important for so many of us. So I'm glad to hear that you're taking the time to do that. For people who do want to support you, um, Where's the best place to go online and purchase lip bar products or in what ways can they support your company? Uh-oh. Oh, are you there? Can you hear me? Uh-oh. Hang on. Hold on. Oh, wait. There she is. Wait. There you are. Okay. I found you. <laughs> I, was, I don't know what happened there. It's probably, who knows? But I was asking in what ways can people support you and, and the lip bar company? Um, well, of course you all can shop on the lipbar.com. You can check out our fast face system. Um, if right now buying makeup isn't the thing for you right now, if you find that the system or any of our products are interesting, you can share it with a friend. Um, but outside of just making purchases, like you can, you can just follow us on Facebook. You can leave a kind note on our Instagram. I think in general, I think the biggest challenge for all of us and, and the biggest call to action for all of us is just to practice kindness and, and to really be um, supportive of one another. Like I was at the grocery store yesterday and I was really excited because they were ushering all of the elderly people in before everybody and yeah. like some people some people were like angry about it and I was like so happy about it I was like yes that's that's what you should be doing so I think if nothing else just just 
being kind to one another. Um, and if you find something on our website that you love, then by all means, I will be happy for your support. But yeah, kindness is kindness is king right now. Sometimes they say cash is king. We got we're accumulating all these things with nowhere to go, and I think people are realizing that. So yeah, just be kind. <laughs> Very well said. Well, Melissa Butler of the Lip Bar, thank you so much for your time, and stay safe and stay sane. I will. Thank you so much. And again, I really love this hair on you. <laughs> I'm literally. <laughs> thank you. I appreciate it. I'm sure we'll have you back on the Vegan Sex <laughs> Podcast after all of this madness. Yes, I appreciate you. And I'll talk to you soon. Okay, bye. Thank you guys for listening to this episode of the Vegan Sexy Cool podcast. Be sure to subscribe. Please leave a comment if you like what you heard here, um, here on the uh, podcast page. Also follow us on social media. We're Vegan Sexy Cool everywhere. And be sure, because it's brand new, to join our Facebook group, the Vegan Sexy Cool Squad. And again, let's do this together. Hey, everybody. Thanks again for joining me. Thank you, Melissa Butler. Everybody, until next time, stay safe and stay sane, and I am wishing you wellness.